Welcome to the Mission Cleveland weekly podcast, encouragement and hope in a despairing world. A reading from Romans chapter 8. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in the hope we were saved, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. The word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him? Since it enters not his heart but his stomach and is expelled, thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Please sing this song with me as we prepare our hearts for the ministry of God's word. Speak truth to my heart For my own thoughts betray me To breathe life on my bones Before this desert is leaving thirsty for hope in my
Let's pray, and we're going to do something slightly, well, not just slightly, we're going to be doing something different tonight, you know, I'm going to speak for a few minutes, but then I want to invite us into a prayer practice, um, so let's start with a prayer, and then we'll work toward that as we listen to the Lord together. Oh Lord, we, we just acknowledge that um, we live in this world that we often don't know what's going on. I just pray that our hearts would not be so overwhelmed with the weight of the world. I pray that our hearts would instead be overwhelmed with your presence, that our hearts would be overwhelmed with the way that you nestle into the realities of our lives and you accompany us in any pain or joy. You are here. Holy Spirit, come. Give wisdom to our minds and our hearts that we might celebrate you in the midst of whatever circumstance we bring in tonight. Amen. Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, if we just kind of take a moment and survey what's happening in our world, I mean, the list is just keeps getting longer, doesn't it? You know, we've got... Um, the earthquake in Haiti, what's going on in Afghanistan, the airport at Kabul. We've got COVID cases on the rise. Our hospitals are overwhelmed, flooding in Tennessee. We've got a, a hurricane that just hit landfall in Louisiana. There's forest fires in California. I think there's forest fires right now in Minnesota too, somehow. And I don't know if you've got to this place this week, but I've asked this question several times, like what is going on with the world right now? Like what is happening? What is going on? And I think when we get to that question, like it's so easy just to check out and say, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to live right now. Like I just wanna kinda go to my little hole and just nestle in and be alone. Paul says that we groan. Not just the creation, but we ourselves, we groan inwardly. I want to bring an illustration into view here. This is a, a, a scene from the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing, if anyone remembers or has heard that story. It's when Timothy McVeigh, in April of 1995, drove a car bomb up to the unloading zone of a federal building and the bombing killed 168 people. There's also a daycare in that federal building and 19 of those people were children. And it's just like, if you remember that story, if you've heard that story, you know it's just tragic and devastating to any kind of like human hope that we might have. It's just a tragedy. And you just look at this picture and you see all the rubble, all the destruction, and yet there's this tree, right? There's this tree that's standing there that somehow didn't get impacted by this explosion. Like it still stands. And if you go to the memorial right now in Oklahoma City, you'll see this tree. It's called the Survivor Tree. And it looks lush. Can we just take a look at that next picture? It's so lush and beautiful. And it kind of stands as a, a, an image that no matter how bad things get, like it, they don't have to uproot us. 
Like we can experience some pretty atrocious realities in our world and yet stay rooted in good, fertile soil that we can actually grow through them. Paul says, For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons and daughters, the redemption of our bodies. And when we listen to Paul's words, it's, it's like he's kind of given us this image of the church as a midwife or a doula. Like the church is, is, is surrounding one another, recognizing that in the pain that we might experience, there's actually the potential for life, and that life has to be coached out of us in some way, or we'll maybe give up, like if we don't have the community around us, we'll just give up. Do you see the challenge that's there? On the, on the one hand, the, the pain that leads to death, and on the other hand, the pain that leads to new life and birth. One causes us to give up, to give in to the pain. The other says, hold on to hope. There's meaning in the suffering that you might experience. And so often we enter into a season of groaning, of, of deep sorrow. And we just have to admit to ourselves, like, I have no idea why. I just have no idea why. I don't understand why. We can't understand Especially when we're like early on in that suffering or that hardship, like we just don't know, like we might try to figure it out and, and understand, but we just can't understand what God may be doing. And Paul reminds us that we've been given the first fruits, the Holy Spirit. That even when we have no idea why suffering occurs, we know that we're rooted in the love and presence of Jesus. Jesus who suffered. Jesus who suffered and is risen from the dead. That Jesus' pain wasn't a pain that leads to death. It was a pain that leads to new life. Life upon life upon life for us. So we groan. We wait for the fullness of life. A fuller sense of our adoptions into life with God. We groan. And if you are feeling this now, or if you felt it sometime this week or over the last 18 months, I'm sure we've all felt it, that groaning for our world or our community or your school or your family or yourself, let me just offer a framing question for us tonight. In the pain that I feel, what is God opening up in me? How might God be birthing something new in me right now? Friends, it's so easy for us to overlook this, so easy to get distracted by the pain and miss the invitation to be with Jesus. Maybe even in a new way that you've never been with Jesus like this before. We've been talking about our core commitments over the last couple weeks, those core commitments think we'll put them up on the screen belong grow serve go we've talked about belong for a couple of weeks tonight I want to talk about grow and I always just want to say every time we talk about our core commitments this is not us saying hey we do this better than anybody else and we do this perfectly it just means that we really really want to do this 
It's non-negotiable. Like if we fail today, we're gonna get up and try it again tomorrow. That's how important these are to us here at Mission Cleveland. And when you decide to be part of us, then these are the movements we hope to be on together. I was thinking about, well, how do you define grow? Like, what do we even mean by that word? And I, I think it means something like this, a heart formed and attentive to life with God. A heart formed by and attentive to life with God. A heart that is ready and open to move into the spaces that God invites us to move into, even if there's pain involved. Even if it's not easy, like, we want to move into that because, who knows? God may be growing something in us. And to do that, we have to pay attention to what's on the inside of us. We can't, we, we can't be so focused with, I mean, it's not that the world doesn't matter. We love the world. God loved the world. God loves the world. But we can't be so focused on out here that we miss what's going on in here. We have to pay attention to what is on the inside. Proverbs 4.23 says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. As we grow, we care for our heart, and we care for the heart of the person sitting next to us and our neighbors and our coworkers and our fellow students and our colleagues. We care for the heart when we grow. We hope that we're consistently moving toward Jesus, keeping company with Jesus. When we grow, it's an inward journey. It's a journey that starts on the inside and it moves out into the world. But we have to do the interior work first. Jesus says it this way, there's nothing outside of a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. Well, our vision here at Mission Cleveland is to be on this journey inward together. To take inventory of what is inside of, of you and me and offer it regularly over to God. You ever try to do that and you're like, I don't even know how to do that. Like, I don't have the, like, what's that even mean? It's kind of like I've, I felt this once when I was talking with someone who's like really into um, Pilates and, and that kind of exercise. And, and she said, well, you've got to work on your core. Like, I don't even know what my core, what is my core? Like, I've never seen my core. I have no idea what my core looks like. Like, what is this thing that you're talking about right now? But I think the more you practice this reality, and we hope to do it together because we want to grow together. Growing is not just about me. It's about us. Then we know what our core looks like. We know how to exercise it. We know how to practice those things that strengthen us so that we can take that inventory of what's inside of us and offer it regularly to God. Well, we're going to transition into this prayer practice, and it's a prayer known as the exam, and I think most of you were given a card as you were, com as you were coming in. And the language on this card is going to be slightly different than the language you'll see on the screen. So this is just like take home and try card, you know, and just keep praying. These are five steps of prayer. We'll go through each of them tonight. 
And I just felt like, I don't know if I just want to get up and talk about growing. Like, how do you do that without actually trying it, without actually practicing it together as a community tonight? So, friends, I'm just going to sit down with you and I'll facilitate some dialogue and we'll pray together and the music team will be playing some stuff in between some of these movements. But I just want to invite you now to relax and be still and become present to God and aware of God's loving gaze upon you. Center in God's presence. How do I approach this time of prayer? In joy, sorrow, peace, anxiety? Gracious God, I believe that I am in your presence and you are loving me. Grant us light to see you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my recollections. I want to notice what needs noticing so that I can recognize God's love and generosity in me and the world around me. Gratitude. Give thanks. What are you grateful for? Notice a few things that come to mind for which you are grateful. Nothing is too small or too big. What or, or who is inviting me to see the kingdom of God? What is making me want God? What is making me want the kingdom of God?
review the day. With a spirit of gratitude, kind of like watching a movie of your life. Watch the film of your life during this last day or the last week, last month. Linger over anything that you are most grateful. Not just counting your blessings, but savoring them. How have I experienced God's closeness or absence? How did I interact with God or not? Recall faces of the people who crossed the path of our lives this week. Notice the details. response, turn to God. God, guide my awareness to what you wish to show me. Today, in this moment, what unique aspects of my life is God drawing my attention to? What relationships? What actions? When were my actions loving and kind sacrificial and generous? When were my actions self-serving and self-indulgent? As I notice, I ask for God's forgiveness freely given to me in Christ. Because you closer to you. Anticipating what tomorrow will hold, what thoughts and attitudes do I desire? What do I desire to say tomorrow? 
What do I desire to do? How will I live tomorrow differently? What one area of focus can I be more attentive in? God, grant us the grace to grow closer to you. We welcome your divine help as our guide. Show us your way. Thanks for listening. Join us at the Mission Cleveland next week.